Welcome to Lilypod episode 26, Intentional Courtship. Jeff and Kathy Teichert bringing you another episode of Lilypod, which is a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Today we're talking about intentional courtship, both the book and the subject. Yeah, this is a subject that's near and dear to our hearts, and I just wanted to begin by telling you a little bit about the genesis of this project. Um, I became a mid-single essentially uh, in around, you know, I became single essentially around 2009 and uh, took a while to get my divorce final. But uh, if you fast forward to when I was married to Kathy at 2018, I was part of the mid-singles community for the better part of nine years there. And uh, so anyway, to, to a person like myself who was married for a long time and just entering into the singles community, uh, I felt like a lost puppy. I didn't really know uh, how, to, how to get started. I, I wondered if there was anyone out there to date because I didn't hardly know any mid-singles. Uh, I... You know, I wondered about the future and was fearful about a lot of things. And I actually went looking for a book to read. And there was really nothing uh, in Latter-day Saint literature uh, regarding mid-singles or dating for mid-singles. I mean, there's plenty of stuff out there about dating if you're a young single adult and you've never married before. But I'd already read all that stuff when I was younger or about divorce specifically right and very very little out there about divorce there's a, a couple of things but but not much about divorce for mid-singles and <clears throat> i was frustrated because i i really felt like i i needed some good reading material on how to begin navigating single life again and and beyond that you know creating another marriage at some point And so about, I don't know, five or six years ago, I actually started writing a book and I wrote portions of four or five chapters, something like that. And then I realized I was still too close to uh, the issues that had troubled me and, and that it was, I wasn't ready to finish the book. So I, I basically shelved the project. Well, fast forward to approximately a year ago, a little over a year ago. I think it was uh, April 2020. Something like that. Yeah, I, I there was a night that I couldn't sleep. I woke up to go to the restroom or something, and it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and I went back to bed and couldn't sleep. So I, I went downstairs to my study, and uh, it felt a little oppressive to try to do legal work at 3 a.m. And so I, I just, I was looking through my computer and 
I remembered that I had begun this book. And so I, I opened it up. I reread everything I'd written and I thought, Hey, this is actually pretty good. And, uh, Jeff's an excellent writer. So of course it was good. (laughs) So I started, uh, uh, writing some more and I, I wrote, um, portions of, of those chapters that I had started. And the next day I, I told Kathy, Hey, I was up for a couple of hours last night and I did some writing and, you know, told her that I had had this book I'd started years ago that, uh, I had never gotten back to. And I said, I think this idea has possibilities. And Kathy immediately said, I want in because she had also experienced something similar and there was really nothing for her to read to sort of feel better about her situation and, and give her some guidance in how to move forward. I mean, there's certainly things that can be read and, and edifying, but nothing sure. that specific and uh, focused on exactly what I was dealing with. Right. So we determined to write the book we wish we would have had. Exactly. That answers the questions that are on mid-singles minds, you know. And with a male and a female perspective. Right. And I think it's a better book because we wrote it as a married couple who were both in the mid-singles community for a long time. And you'll see from reading the book when it comes out that we made mistakes dating and forming relationships. And, you know, we grew and changed through the process. And so... Uh, we hope it'll be encouraging to you that you can look at it and say, well, these people made mistakes. They had insecurities and whatever, and still managed to come together and create a very loving marriage. And ultimately, we think that's probably a goal that most of you have. And even if you don't have that goal or you think you don't have that goal, uh, we know many mid-singles who are not interested in dating whatsoever. This book actually is still for you because the entire first portion is about becoming the best you you can be and about finding peace with your situation, whatever it is. And even though our experience is with divorce, uh, we counseled with uh, our our mid-single friends who have never been married into their 40s um, or 50s. And we also counseled with widows and widowers. So it... It has a, a focus on all the, all the ways in which you can become a mid-single in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or otherwise, um, and uh, how, how to move from where you are and forward. While, right, exactly. And, and, and while we are focused in this book on courtship, we also wrote significantly about, as Kathy was just saying, about personal development issues and I'll tell you honestly why we did that. A big part of making a successful future relationship is about becoming a happy person. It's about being able to, to release the trauma that you had in the past and, and move beyond the bitterness that may have occurred because of a divorce or a death. Or even uh, the end of a good relationship. Right. Or the end of a toxic one. Yeah. And, and even if you have never been married, it's moving beyond the discouragement that you may have experienced at feeling like your dating relationships never go anywhere or, you know, I mean, there's, there's a variety of different things 
that have brought people to mid single life as Kathy was just discussing, but we believe that it's an important initial step to uh, begin looking uh, very self-reflectively at uh, at the issues that that you faced, realize what role they're playing in your life at the present time, and and work to live more intentionally uh, when it comes to creating a personal development uh, program for yourself and uh, forgiveness and letting go of of the things from the past that are weighing you down and preventing you from moving forward. So, and that's, it's at that point that you can progress into, to dating and courting and, and pairing up. And that's, um, that's what we, we, we actually arranged the 20 chapters in, into three sections that are in the subtitle, which is a mid singles guide to peace, progress and pairing up in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, uh, we definitely have a lot of information about um, being a Latter-day Saint as a mid-single, and um, we found out recently that half of our adult members in the church are single. Right. And it's a, it's it was a huge eye-opening revelation in our last general conference because most of us think that we're the minority and we're not. Right. And so we really hope this will bless a lot of lives. Uh, we believe that it could, can also help those who love someone who is a mid-single and um, getting through a divorce or a death uh, or a breakup of a, from a loved one. Um, so we, uh, yeah, so we broke it down into those three sections and uh, we'll talk about that but as a subject in a minute, but I just, I wanted to mention that uh, we are about to order our second proof. And as soon as we have a proof that we've, we, we are feel really good about, uh, we'll set a launch date and it will definitely be this fall. So right. um, and the last proof was really pretty clean. So, I mean, there were, there were problems. I mean, we identified a number of things that uh, formatting issues and stuff that needed to be corrected, but really it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There's so. just little, we're just being picky <laughs> right? because we want this to be awesome. We want it to, we want to give you the book that you deserve. And before we move on too too far, I want to mention that there was a book I did read that was written by a Latter-day Saint and it wasn't about um, dating or mid-single life. It was a, a general book about love and relationships. But I read it during a, a time when I was very bitter toward my former wife. I would call that raw. And yeah, you know, as very raw. We see mid-singles and it, it's like a deer in the headlights. Like, what now? What do I do with my life now? Right. And this is where you were, right? Oh, yeah. And, and at that time, I was talking and telling my story to anyone and everyone who would listen, uh, as many mid-singles do uh, when they first come out of a situation like that. And I think in the beginning, it, it may be important to do that uh, because you need to process, you need to release the trauma. But it's very easy to get stuck there, too. And and the book that I read uh, actually really helped me. It was recommended to me by a woman named Jacqueline. I only mention her name because uh, I have nothing but positive things to say about her. 
and she was actually a mid single who had never married and, and still hasn't as far as I know. And, uh, but I respected her deeply and I've known her, you know, since I was an intern in Washington DC when I was a young man. Anyway. Um, How did you feel about the book? The book was, was great. And I fought with it all the way through. I mean, I, there were things that, that I really didn't like because it was telling me kind of the areas where I had fallen short as a husband. And at that phase, I just wanted to blame my former wife. And I, you know, I thought it was all her fault and, you know, she chose out too easily. And, um, you know, there were things we could have worked on and, you know, go down the list of complaints you may have about your former spouse. And I'm, I, uh, I think that that would have been a very bad place to create another relationship from. And almost everybody who's been divorced at least goes, goes through that. Um, you know, and, and that's not a good place to start from. And even if you think and are thoroughly convinced as I was that, oh, if I could just find the right person, everything would be fine because it was all my ex-wife. If it hadn't been for her, we could have had a great marriage. But I think that fails to really look back and evaluate and grow from the experience of a former marriage. Which and, is a classroom of life tailored for you. Right. Maybe a classroom you didn't want, but a classroom nonetheless that that came to you probably because it is what you needed. Right. And my paradigm for marriage and relationships is much different than it was in my first marriage. And, and as a result, we, you know, that's part of the reason we have a, a more connected, closer marriage than I had the first time. Right. So I, I think that is part of, of the thrust of this book. And I also want to just say that as Kathy sort of said, I'll reiterate it. Even if you don't think you want to get married or you're not interested in pursuing a relationship anytime soon, do, going through that personal development journey and reevaluating how you see your former marriage, if you had one, uh, all of those things give you a lot to look at and will increase your happiness even as a single person. Exactly. So it's a book that you might not initially think that you want. It might even be a book that you might fight through a little bit, right. like like Jeff did. Um, but it has truth in it, and um, we have a lot of really great references. I think 190, yeah, <laughs> from general authorities and from professionals, from scripture, um, yeah, from from therapists, uh, all the whole gamut. Um, right. So a lot of really great wisdom from a lot of great sources, and uh, including the book I mentioned. Yeah. That, that's cited in there several times. Right. So I just wanted to mention that uh, the next three episodes we're doing here on Lillipod will be uh, the three sections of the book that are in the subtitle. Uh, the first will be about peace. The second will be about progress. And the third will be about pairing up. And so we'll go into a little bit greater detail. Of course, the book goes into much greater depth than we can do here in a podcast, but we just thought it would be nice to discuss each section um, leading up to the book launch, which we, uh, again, will anticipate this fall. And we'll also be putting quotes and endorsements uh, and, and, and pieces of the foreword in, 
and we're going to be posting them on Instagram and Facebook. So if you don't yet follow us there on love at love in later years. Right. So now let's go into the subject of intentional courtship. So we've talked about the book. Now we just want to talk a little bit about the subject of intentional courtship. Right. And this is really a extremely reduced down cliff notes version of, of some of the things that we teach in the book. Um, you know, to, to really get the full story, you'll want to get the book. But we believe that trying to gain peace is the first is the first thing that we have to do right focusing on our own life and creating it on purpose and even making peace with with the past i think in some ways you know a lot of us are fighting with the idea that it wasn't supposed to be this way and, that and some of us might be wrong. feeling regret too about decisions we've made that we regret. Right. Uh, and even that, we could say it went wrong, but who's to say we could have done any better with what we knew at that time? Right. I think it's it's a very um, deep subject. You know, I I I think one of the things I mention in the book is that Jesus talked about taking the beam out of your own eye before you try to take the moat out of someone else's. And I know that in and that And beams period, hurt. I mean, can you imagine yeah. having a beam in your eye? That hurts. It's painful. And the, the beam that was in my eye was the pain and the anger that I had toward my former spouse. And if, if you have that kind of pain and anger, then you have a beam in your eye too. And, and working through that and getting beyond it is, is one of the most important things. Well, and to some, gaining peace. Right. And sometimes you'll gain peace over and over because trauma, something that triggers uh, an experience might come up for you and you'll feel all that pain again in your eye. That, that beam comes back and then you let it go again. Trauma gives you an opportunity to forgive 70 times seven. That's for, and more than that, I think. <laughs> because there's a lot of times you just have to keep putting down the rock every time you find yourself picking it up. Right. Well, and once you've found peace with your own self and in your own life and you're creating your life on purpose, then you're ready to start dating on purpose. And uh, if you don't date on purpose, it's not going to happen. I mean, yes, occasionally someone just shows in your life while you're living it. Uh, I mean, that can happen, but that's not usually how it happens. I mean, that's like kind of a one in a million chance because if you walk into a room of a hundred people and you're only attracted to maybe 20 and maybe only one person has all the values you do and have, wants the same future. I mean, you've got to date a lot of people to, to make that, that very best one happen. Right. And is that one person out of the hundred that you may have selected also attracted to and interested in you? And that eliminates a lot of people too. Right. We don't say that to be discouraging. In fact, you know, we dated exceptional people overall in our mid single years, both of us did. And so there's a lot of, a lot of good people out there. We're not trying to discourage you, but it's, it's important to be purposeful about how you're going about finding and selecting that person. Well, and to focus on the goodness in each person that you do meet, even if it doesn't turn into what you hope for. Right. So uh, do you want to say anything more about the 
in the courting part? Well, uh, yeah, we uh, we consider uh, dating to be what it is. You're meeting new people. And we have a lot of people who talk about, you know, I hate dating. You, we hear this a lot in the mid-singles community. I hate the games. Well, the games, my friends, uh, happen because we are trying to find love without risk. And so especially when we are feel fearful and we haven't moved past the trauma from a past relationship. Exactly. And so, yeah, we're trying to, to, to cheat the law of nature, which basically says that for two people to get together, one person has to take a risk and the other person has to agree. And, and, so we talk about that at, at length in the book, but but games happen when it's, you know, well, I'll invite 12 people to a party because there's one person I really want to get to know. And but so you're, I don't not, want you're them, being vague. I don't want them to know that they're the one. Well, and also you want plausible deniability so that you don't have to feel embarrassed or whatever. Right. Um, so just when you can be comfortable in your own skin, enough to be honest and authentic about your feelings and about who you are, there's a lot less games happening. Right. If you're willing to be rejected, and that's hard. I mean, none of us like being rejected. I'm, I was better at it in my mid-single years because I was older and more comfortable in my own skin. But I think I hated doing or rejecting even more. Like if, if that is what I felt would be perceived, it was hard for me because I didn't want to hurt anyone. Right. So that's, you know, that's um, an important principle that, that. Um, to be as respectful as you can with your dating partners and, right. you know, honoring their feelings and yours. Um, and determined to take risks for what you really want, because on the other side of your fear is a lifelong and then eternally long relationship with someone you deeply love and that that's life's greatest reward which so it's worth doing on purpose exactly right. it's worth being purposeful about it well and then going into pairing up choosing a partner uh, obviously we want to be very intentional with the kind of person we end up with uh you know because we can be intentional about dating and but then who we end up actually marrying uh and pairing up with as a partnership uh, will greatly depend on the thoughts we choose and the future we envision. I, I really liked what Jennifer Finlayson Fife said on a, in an earlier episode where we interviewed her, and she talked about, uh, in retrospect, you know, when you're navigating that mid-single world, having been married previously, you it's important to be self-reflective and and even self-confrontational at times to really take a good look at how did I show up in my former relationship? Well, and also the dynamic in the relationship. Cause she said, if you, let's say you were, you felt victimized, you might yeah, then right. show up in a future marriage as the dominant person and think that you chose better, but really it's just the same unhealthy dynamic you're on the other side of. Right. And she said, if you're not really self-reflective, you can repeat those patterns, even if you take a different role in it. And, uh, you know, as I think about it, um, I think I could have done, you know, probably did do something like that in my second marriage. And, uh, 
she also said, you want to look for someone who is self-reflective, who can think through their own role in things. And that's one thing I appreciate about Kathy is, you know, I mean, everybody's got their blind spots, but she tries to be self-aware and she tries to be intentional. And, and we both are know that we're responsible for our own emotional well-being. Right. And so neither one of us is is constantly blaming the other one because we're unhappy or we have problems or no in fact if we're unhappy or we have negative emotions we look at our thoughts and right. and our the stories we're saying telling ourselves about the facts of our situation and and are they serving us are they you know they're they have they are, our thoughts are always contributing to our emotional well-being whether right. it's you know negative or positive Right. It definitely influences our well-being one way or the other, uh, whatever we're thinking. Right. So uh, to kind of wrap up, the, bo the book Intentional Courtship really is about a journey of self-awareness and discovery and, and peace. Also, and then moving into, you know, a, a intentionally creating relationships in a dating atmosphere and then uh there we go into specifics on how to choose a partner intentionally right right so uh you know intention allows us to show up better in life and relationships right and we believe that in intentional marriage or in intentional courtship leads to intentional marriage and family life. And right. um, ultimately, our goal is, is to help others to create a celestial marriage and eternal family in this life. Right. And not just a, a family that will last forever, but a family that you want to last forever because of how you're creating it here. Exactly. And, you know, the statistics on second and third marriages are not very promising, but we believe you can overcome those odds, so to speak, by, uh, by being intentional, by, cr by deciding with your partner what kind of a relationship you want to, to build. And then, you know, being intentional about that rather than just sort of doing whatever your gut tells you at the moment. Right. So thanks so much for listening to this special episode of Lily Pod about intentional courtship and stay tuned for uh, information on our launch. Yeah, we are excited about it. So remember, anytime is the right time for more love in your life. Thank you so much for listening to Love in Later Years. We'll catch you next time. Subscribe to LilyPod to get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, share with those you love. For more information about our organization and services, visit loveinlateryears.com.